And, and Angela, that story about his army instructor, that did break in the mirror today. Um, and, but yes. Harry's, Harry's ghostwriter, J.R. Moringa, has broadly defended criticisms of inaccuracies and he's used a quote from uh, uh, Mary Carr's book, The Art of Memoir, which said, the line between memory and fact is blurry between interpretation and fact. Now, Angela, is that a sufficient defence? And how far along the spectrum of inaccuracy does that really get you? Well, I, I don't take that on board. I think that's wrong. I mean, if particularly if you're someone like Harry, who becomes a member of the royal family and he's had the most amazing experiences and he just wants to slam his family into the dust, I think that you can't allow that. I'm surprised that the ghostwriter wouldn't say to him, um, don't go too far on this. And I'm surprised that the publisher hasn't said, don't go too far on this either. I mean, him saying that he killed 25 Taliban um, has caused an enormous amount of problems. Uh, I heard today that uh, Meghan is terrified staying where she is because people will know where she is and they're now much more vulnerable because Pakistan and Afghanistan have attacked him for saying this and now say um, uh, that he deserves to be tried. Um, but I mean, I think somebody should have told him. I think Meghan should have told him. He's had three, at least three people who could have helped him not be so rude, not attack his father, not tell lies, and write about his feelings and his emotions and his experiences, sure. But actually, um, I think money isn't everything. That a huge amount of money he's got and that he could have behaved in, in a much better way. Uh, I mean, his popularity in the UK has plummeted to below even his uncle, Prince Andrew. And in the USA, who were very much supportive of him, particularly the 18 to 24-year-olds, now don't want to, to know. They're fed up with moaning. I mean, if you have a, a house with 16 bathrooms, a, a woman you absolutely love, two children, a boy and a girl, and absolutely loads of money, you've got to actually understand that the rest of us in the world are having quite a hard time and mm. you shouldn't just be moaning about silly little tiny things. Apparently he moaned that when he was small, um, Prince William had three sausages and he was only given two. And you think, how do you bring this to age 38 when you're a little boy? How can you hold such a sort of temper and resentment for so many decades? It's very sad, but I also think that he's indulging himself to be as spiteful as possible, to get his own back and to put the royal family in a very difficult position. I mean, he's even said, when asked about going to the coronation and the interviews he did before the book was published, and he said, well, the ball is in their court. They've got to sit down. They've got to um, have reparations to me, and they've got to apologise to me. Angela, if I can just stop you there, it, it often makes me wonder how much... Um advice that these Harry and Meghan have had or how much good advice they have had because they have said a lot of things which you think with a bit of risk management you probably wouldn't say. Now, Harry says his one hope with releasing Spare is to turn my pain into purpose 
adding, if sharing my experiences makes a positive difference in someone's life, well, I can't think of anything more rewarding than that. Now, Angela, is there any chance of that actually happening? Or is this really, just as you were saying before, a rather self-indulgent wishful thinking? I think it's an incredibly self-indulgent wishful thinking. The trouble is that Megan doesn't like being told about things because she has great confidence in herself, I'm putting that kindly, um, and she tells Harry what to do. She's got no idea how it is, but she wants to mm -hmm. be the winner, the top grader, and um, be the person that people look towards. And Harry has followed her. He's very meek now. And I think that it, it's absolutely terrible to take that sort of attitude. When he's also saying, and I'd just like to add this, he wants to fix the royal family. He wants to stop them having any contact with the British press because he doesn't think it's healthy. He wants to save them. He also wants to have um, a view and uh, time to look after Princess Charlotte and Prince Louis, who are William and Catherine's children, and make sure that they're brought up in the right way. I mean, how can you say that at the same time as you're trashing the family? There's been no thought there. There's been no common sense. That's the word. Um, and I think he's going to really suffer from it. We also didn't need to know about all his drugs. Um, that was a very bad input, actually, because the implication that one is left with is that, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, it makes us think that he doesn't have necessarily great judgment, although we've all been young and stupid at some stage. But it does take me to my next question. The royal family have handled the book's release exceptionally well. But what do you think will be the long term impact of this saga on the family? And do you think there's going to be a, a severing of ties as such? Well, King Charles loves Harry. He's always loved Harry. It's always got on very well with him until, I have to say, Meghan came along. And um, I think he will always have an open home for him. Camilla um, is also someone who thinks that you never know what's going to happen with arguments within the family. You always have to keep the door open. And she um, tried very much to help Harry and show him what was going on in the real world mm -hmm. Should he ever want to leave because he was, you know, itching to to go away? But he he didn't accept it, um, and I think that it's it's very very hard for them, however, to forgive him, but also to welcome him. And if he comes again, they have to be able to trust him. This is absolutely key. I mean, he was. Very wrong, I think, to say that um, after the Queen, Queen Elizabeth died, that um, King Charles said to both of them, don't make my last years difficult. That was a private moment after mm. a very, very moving time. And that's not the sort of thing you should say. So if they want to talk this through, and it can't be done in 15 minutes, he's popped over twice, you can't cure such a deep resentment in 15 minutes. Um, you need months. He needs to come over and talk and agree that he won't pass it on um, and that he will listen and admit that he too is wrong, which he's refused to do at the moment. He thinks it's all the mistake of the, of the royal family. Look, Angela, um, 
Thank you. We're, we're going to have to stop there. Thank you for coming uh, on the Royal Report tonight. And look, we really look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you very much.